has a, a austerity budget cuts and so on. And then you have those who are asking uh, for reparations for colonialism, and they're wondering, you know, $100 billion, $24 billion here and there, $500 million there. Some people want to be paid back, and, uh, uh, and members of the public are wondering, why are we suffering when you are, you know, you have all of this vast wealth? Those are legitimate concerns. Well, I think you're right about reparations in terms of if people want it, though, what they need to do is you always need to go back to the beginning of a supply chain. Where was the beginning of the supply chain? That was in Africa. And when across the entire world, when slavery was taking place, which was the first nation in the world that abolished slavery? The first nation in the world to abolish it. It was started by William Wilberforce, was the British. In, in Great Britain, they abolished slavery. 2000 naval men died on the high seas trying to stop slavery why because the african kings were rounding up their own people they had them on cages waiting in the beaches no one was running into africa to get them and i think you're totally right if reparations need to be paid we need to go right back to the beginning of that supply chain and say who was rounding up their own people and having them handcuffed in cages absolutely that's where they should start and maybe i don't know the descendants of those families where they died at the, in the high seas trying to stop the slavery, that those families should receive something too, I think, at the same time. It's an interesting discussion, Hillary. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I mean, honestly, you couldn't get a better answer than that. <laughs> and Don Lemon didn't even know what to do with that. Talking to Hillary Fordwich, uh, she's the commentator for the royal family, and I just love, love her answer. She absolutely agrees with reparations, but let's go right back to the main source. How about we go to the people in Africa that were rounding their own people up and selling them to other people? And how about we also pay the families of the white people that were at sea that were trying to stop uh, the slaves being moved from one location to another? I think it was a great, <laughs> a great answer. As a matter of fact, the answer was so good. Don Lemon didn't even know what to do with that. He just cut the conversation off because there's not a whole lot you can really say to that right there. So that was pretty good. You could see why the royal family hires her. She is obviously prepared for any stupid question asked by a ridiculous uh, news anchor and uh, really makes them look stupid. So she's definitely well worth whatever money they are spending on her to uh, talk about the royal family. Now, Queen Elizabeth died. I haven't talked at all really about that because uh, this is America. <laughs> I'm not trying to be insensitive. Uh, obviously, it's always sad when somebody dies. It's sad for their family. Uh, you know, a loved one is gone. So I'm okay with all that. But this is America and the amount of coverage that has been uh, addressed to the situation here in the United States. You wonder, are we separate from England? Did, did uh, we ever you know, declare independence because it feels like we're part of England. I mean, the American people are so wrapped up and the American media is so wrapped up in this lady's funeral. I could have swore we were our own nation. Yes. She's a political figure. Yes. She's been around a very long time. Yes, she did die. And again, that's a sad situation, but is it necessary for us to talk about it? It hasn't been necessary for me. You know, have I watched any coverage on it? No. Other than the initial port, uh, uh, report that she did pass away at 96 years old, which is a very long life, and she lived a very, obviously, privileged life, uh, not in the way that the Democrats would use it, but, use it, but uh, she had a f uh, fantastic life on all accounts. You know, always, she never knew, the t never knew the taste of hungry. You know, let's put it that way. 
uh, she had a gun and she lived a good life and she was pampered all the way up until her final days. And that's that, you know, and life goes on. Nobody, uh, there was no big news story when my grandfather passed away, who's a World War II veteran. They actually fought, fought in the war. Yeah, nobody cared about that. Yeah, and there's somebody that fought in the war, did not live a privileged life, lived the average American life on all accounts, a uh, hard worker guy. And uh, only us, his family, mourned him. And, uh, you know, that's it. So, I don't know. I, I'm, I just feel it's been overkill for the queen. Uh, however, that one particular, as I was browsing through, um, video clip that I saw, I liked it enough because I was, this girl, she's good. That girl Hillary's good. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to play that even if it's not to talk about the queen because I'm not, uh, there's no point. Uh, but she is good. I think more concerning than the queen should be her son who's taken over, who's a globalist. That guy's probably going to be more of a problem that we're going to have to talk about because he's definitely in bed with the rest of the globalists and the climate change alarmists and everything. So we'll see what he'll do with his limited power. I don't even know what the monarchy does over there. I, I, honestly, I don't know their system that well. Um, I want to say their right is our left and our left is their right. It, it's all, it's all confusing as hell over there because since I haven't uh, grown up in it, it hasn't been my system. I don't understand it probably the way maybe I should. I, mean, I don't live in England. I live here. So, I mean, how much do I really need to know? But uh, I don't understand it well enough. I've always wondered what is the point of the queen when it looks like their version of uh, Congress takes care of everything. They even have a more or less elected president over there. So uh, what the hell does the queen do? What does the king do? I mean, other than just be a figure, what do they do? I mean, a very rich figure. So I don't know. But her son is definitely something to pay attention to because that guy, he's in bed with everybody, all the evildoers. So he's somebody you want to definitely keep an eye on. All right, FBI whistleblowers. Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan has been fantastic, you know, up to this point. I don't know you know, your opinion of Jim Jordan, but what I have seen of him, I find it hard to criticize him. Do I agree on every single point that Jim Jordan has? No, I don't agree on every single point that any man has. The only, uh, only guy that I probably agree on every single point with is myself. <laughs> because it's my point. It's because it's my point or my opinion. Beyond that, I don't really agree with anybody. Jim Jordan has been all over January 6th because I think like the rest of us, he knew January 6th has just been such a sham from the beginning. They were trying to make this out to be something it is absolutely not. Well, Jim Jordan stayed on top of it and exposing as much as he can. He was on Just the News with John Solomon, and they were talking about some of the FBI whistleblowers uh, and their role in what they wanted you to see and, and how they tailored that. I want you to hear it from his mouth. It's always better you hear it from them than from me. So here that is. I know it's a political thing and people say, well, it's a statistical thing. They're just jitting the statistics. But in this case, you've shown a real group and its, its leaders and its, its founders were smeared by the FBI by this label, even though the evidence showed they weren't a threat at all. Tell us what you found. Yeah. Well, yeah, not once, but twice. I mean, they checked this guy out a couple of years ago. Fine. He's an American veteran serving his community, uh, loves his country. Uh, like I said, served his country. And then and some woke analyst at the FBI decides, oh, wait a minute. This guy, he flies the American flag. He owns a gun. He voted for Trump or whatever, whatever basis they come up with. 
that fits the Joe Biden narrative that half the country are, quote, extremists, and they investigate him again. And it's part of this pattern we're now seeing, John, where a number of FBI agents have come to us as whistleblowers talking about the pressure to juice the numbers and catalog and create and and have all these, quote, domestic violent extremism cases. Um, That is a concern, particularly when you view it in the broader context of what we have seen from the FBI and the Justice Department over the last six years. When you have the FBI trying to go out of their way to manipulate um, the situation so that you see something that's not there, yeah, that that's obviously a big problem. I mean, more and more, the more we see how corrupt the, the Department of Justice is, uh, the FBI has been terrible over the last few years and really needs some house cleaning. You're going to, you know, top to bottom, start with the top, work your way down, make sure that you're getting rid of all the people that are being used as political tools uh, to exact an outcome. I mean, we got to get to a point here where the FBI is trusted once again, that they are non-political and they just go where the facts lead them, that they're not being used by either party, uh, whether the Democratic Party or Republican Party, either party should not be using the FBI as a strong arm to intimidate uh, political rivals. I mean, that has to stop uh, immediately. And what Jim Jordan is doing is important and uh, he just needs to continue to expose this and hopefully it'll reach all the American people and people will see the FBI for what they truly are right now. And that the upper levels, cause you know, I, I struggle to believe that all these guys on the bottom in your little local areas are all in bed with the, with the, you know, the, the, the politicians in Washington. I find that real hard to believe. Yeah. I think your local guys are guys that just go to work and they do their job the way it's supposed to be done. It's when you get up to that high level that they have chosen sides and what they're doing is wrong and it needs to be exposed. And, you know, the January 6th thing is much worse than that. I watched a, uh, a video the other day, um, which I actually have it, but I, I, I'm going to play it for you. It's a couple minutes long. You have to bear with me. It's from an attorney, uh, about someone reaching out to him. He didn't expose any names or whatnot, but I want you to hear it because it's not just the FBI. We know the Democratic Party has been trying to make January 6th much more than what it really was. But it's just this video is going to show you how deep it has been and how deep it's continuing to go because this is what they're hanging their hat on for 2024, trying to get rid of Trump. So here is that video. I was just offered $400 to make an anti-Donald Trump propaganda post related to the January 6th investigation that is completely not true. I should start out this video by saying I'm not a Donald Trump supporter, so that should give a little bit of context to where I'm coming from. I'm an attorney. I post legal news and analysis on related topics. Okay, here we go with the story. So first thing first, I get an email from somebody with the Good Info Foundation. We'll talk about them a little more in a minute. I'm going to refer to this person as Jane. Jane sent me a message letting me know she represented the Good Info Foundation and that she was willing to offer a paid collaboration to discuss some topics related to January 6th. 
said, sure, why not? I'll learn some more. Jane says the Good Info Foundation will give me $400 to make a post on my page and then share it to Instagram. So you see that blue link? All right, here, we're going to follow it. These are the specific requirements in order to obtain that $400 of how I should refer to the January 6th Capitol raid. Number one, I must call this a criminal conspiracy. Number two, I must say Trump Republicans were responsible. Number three, I must frame it as an attack on my country, an attack on America or Americans, a criminal conspiracy, and a committed crime. I must attribute the matter to MAGA Republicans. I must make clear that this was ongoing and unresolved, and most importantly, that I must channel all of this unto the manipulation of voter agencies so that I could turn their anger around this event into defiance that would make people more likely to vote in midterms. And the thing that struck me the most was this part, where I was told to talk about the aspects of the Trump campaign's plan, and I was supposed to say that the Trump campaign paid literally millions of dollars to make January sixth happen so i figured you know maybe i missed something so i said hey jane what is the basis for the claim that the trump campaign itself paid millions of dollars to make the january 6th siege of the capitol happen jane doesn't answer the question hi preston if you don't want to state that in the video it's fine you don't have to use all the bullet points provided so i kept going sure i'm just wondering if there's support for that claim jane doesn't answer again let me know if you are interested and the rate works for you thanks so much I'm not interested, and the rate doesn't work for me. This is the Good Info Foundation. They boast on their homepage that good information is the lifeblood of a democracy. So you see, if that's true, and uh, I, I'll go by what I saw. If you actually see the video, he's showing all the emails back and forth. It looks legit to me. If it's true, yeah, I, uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, the dollar amount surprises me a little bit. That's not a whole lot of money. I don't know how popular this guy is. I don't know how uh, broad of an audience he has. But uh, the dollar figure amount's not that much. Uh, besides the point, they're trying to get him to do a smear piece on Donald Trump to just get people energized in November. That's the whole point. Just like I said, they're trying to continue this January 6th thing to eliminate Trump and get people uh, uh, energized for 2024. They don't have anything to hang their hat on in 2022 either. I mean, the election's, what, 50 days out? They got nothing to hang their hat on here either. I mean, you're, everything you've done has failed. So they need something. Well, you know, typical of Democrats, just go you know, dig back in and pull out one of your old tricks. Let's just beat something that you have to death. So they go with their traditional items, uh, capitalists, racists, uh, homophobes, and and now Trump, the dictatorial leader that uh, you know, tried to storm the Capitol. I mean, this is what they're going to hang their hat on. Do you want more of that or do you want more of what they're doing? But they're not going to try to point out more of what they're doing because what they're doing, they don't want you to think about. They're going to try to come at you at an angle where they just piss you off about the other side. So that way, you're just so angry with them, you just vote against them. You're not actually voting for anything. If you look, most people, and we've said this, I've said this, yeah, you know this. Most people didn't vote for Joe Biden. They voted against Donald Trump. That's what the 2020 election was all about. It wasn't that people looked at Joe Biden and were like, oh, yeah, man, this guy's going to be great, greatest president in history. The guy's done nothing for 50 years. He's going to be fantastic. The country's going to be great. They were sold on the fact that he wasn't Trump and that maybe things will be a little calmer. That's it. 
They didn't vote on him for policy, and they didn't vote on him because, you know, he, he was great as a vice president or he did great in his home state. No, they voted for him because he wasn't Trump. And right now, in November, they're trying to get, get you to vote for them just because they are not what Donald Trump stands for. They're not uh, that America that they don't want anymore. They're not in a progressive America. You know, they're into that old white man capitalism. They're all a bunch of racists. They're all a bunch of homophobes. They're trying to take away rights. They're going to beat the abortion thing to death. That's the direction that they're going in because they can't hang their hat on anything else. These, these are the games that are all being played. This just shows you what a joke January 6th was. I mean, the day of, do I think it's right that people unauthorized went into the Capitol building? No, I do not. I don't think that was right at all. I think you respect our rules of law, and if you're not allowed to go in there, you don't go in there. So I don't think it's right. Do I think it was right that people broke windows? And No, I don't think that was right. Do I think that was an attempt at an insurrection? And you notice that word has gotten very quiet lately. Yeah, because, I mean, it's what a joke. Was that, if that's an insurrection, my God, there's insurrections every day of the week, everywhere. I, I mean, I saw more of what appeared to be an insurrection in, uh, in Washington State, in Oregon, while they're over there bombing police departments and they're burning cities to the ground. That looked more like an insurrection. You would call it a riot. I'd say it looked like more, more of an insurrection because you're attacking the establishment. So... That's what I saw, but you know, they're not going to label that that. January 6th was a joke. I don't think it has, does it have some historical, historical significance in the future? Of course it does, yes. Uh, is it going to be written correctly in the future? More than likely not. No, I would say not. <laughs> I'd say that somebody 100 years from now will read that, and depending on what headline you're reading and what has survived beyond that point, uh, you may have a really skewed outlook on what actually happened January 6th of 2021. Yeah, yeah it may you, the information you get's probably not going to be real great. But that's all the Democratic Party has. They have nothing else. Gas prices, grocery prices, home prices, wages going down, unemployment's no good. They can give you a fake number if they want to. But remember, after six months, they stop tracking you. So they can tell you unemployment's whatever they want to tell you it is, but they're not tracking the, uh, the long-term unemployed. There's only very few people that actually do that. Their unemployment numbers suck. Stock market's going down. They're crashing everything. I mean, it's, it's pitiful, really. As far as, as I'm concerned here in the United States, what is happening is pitiful and it's a disgrace and the only way to fix it is in November. They don't want to lose power. We want them the hell out of power. And we all got to do our jobs. There have been some promising polls. Uh, the House, I think everybody's feeling what I'm feeling because I saw a poll come out that they expect it to be Democrats 204, Republicans, I think it was 231. Um, that's what they expect the number to be. That would make sense to me. I mean, you're, I could see that easy and both of those were plus or minus 15 seats, which is a pretty big margin of <laughs> there, but, uh, that much I can see, uh, the Senate, most everybody, uh, probably on both sides are stressing. I think the Democrats are a little bit more 
pleased with the way things look, or at least they're trying to give you that perception. Uh, Republicans, everybody's calling to rally, even around candidates that you're not really excited about because the alternative is so much worse. Uh, and, it, and it's a shame, you know, in America, we get put in that position too much, too much, that you're voting for the lesser of two evils. And it's, a, I mean, we don't have enough good Americans around here where it's not the lesser of the two evils. We're voting for one that's an that somebody that loves the country that's an American first over somebody who's a progressive Nazi. Where that we're put in a position where, you know, one guy's wish washy and you don't know which way he's going to sway, and the other one's just a hardcore progressive, and you're just looking at it and go. You know, they both really suck. One sucks much more than the other, but I'm not getting a great candidate here. And if you're listening to Oz, I'm talking about you. Uh, but you, you just got to – you have no choice at this point because you know, the alternative to Oz is so much worse. And I'm not a fan of Oz. You've listened to this program, you know. I don't hate the guy, but I just think he's uh, uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing. I, I don't really trust Dr. Oz. I don't think he's was the best choice up there. I think you guys could have had a better choice up there, but that's what you got. And compared to what you could potentially have, Fetterman, <laughs> you guys better really, really choose wisely up there because, man, your state's going to get rocked. And in, in extension, so will the United States because now you have that insane uh, make heroin legal uh, progressive in the Senate for six years. He looks like he can't even keep it together right now. Medically, he looks like he's struggling, and he's going in for six years. Uh, I don't know about that. November is, uh, is important. we got to stay on top of it. It's coming January 6th. They're just continuing to use it. You have great patriots that are still trying to shed light on the situation to sh- prove to you that it was all a bunch of crap. And uh, hopefully... Our voice will be louder than their voice, and truth will prevail, and uh, in the end, we'll win. All right, I hope, you like, oh, I hope you like what you're listening to. If you do, please rate and review me, especially on Apple. It does help. If you'd like to reach out to me, littlejoecc.com, go to the contact section. If you'd like to check out any videos I do, YouTube, Little Joe CC, Rumble, Little Joe's Conservative Corner, and beyond that, I hope you have a wonderful Wednesday. We will do it again tomorrow.